Sir, the torpedoes simply exploded in the stratosphere. React now. It's a blasted energy field, isn't it? Yes, Commander. It neutralized the shielding on the torpedoes. They detonated upon entry. I want options. Sir, we know our shuttles are durable enough to pass through the atmosphere without additional shielding. Phil wanted explosives and crashed it into the target. Who would fly it? Remote guidance is not an option in this energy field, and the scout crew relayed word that their autopilot went blind without sensor readings. One of you will fly it if a better option is not found. Commander, what if we overload the warp core and drop it on them? Madness! That would leave us limping on impulse. But the Federation ship is already on its way. In this sector, they could retrieve a new warp core for us in less than- Leaving us at the mercy of Starfleet. Starfleet. Think of it. A glorious Romulan warbird hobbling itself and begging the Federation to be dragged to safety. It, well, uh, there is the potential for a positive image boost following the treaty. A goodwill gesture or noble self-sacrifice on our part, which- If you want a noble sacrifice, then you should be the one piloting the shuttlecraft full of explosives. Besides, have you ever considered how exactly one would aim a purged warp core? Or whether or not the energy field would simply neutralize that as well? See that this man is demoted to rank. Yes, Commander. Sir, what if we ferry the explosives down and assemble a bomb on the surface? There would be no loss of crew, and our shuttles would remain intact. Mmm, it lacks theatricality, but sounds like the most sensible option. Make it happen, and hurry. We need to be the heroes of this moment, before the Federation swoops in and beats us to the punch. Final Frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Galilea. Its ongoing mission? To explore strange new worlds. To discover new truths, and in discovering, understand them. Episode 2 Ship Shape. First officer's log started 57248.4. I'm finding it hard to not have reservations about our upcoming rendezvous with the Romulans, and certainly not looking forward to the crew's reaction when they find out. It's my first mission on the ship, and I'm already involved in what is sure to be a controversial incident. That said, I'm reassured by Captain Chirac's poise and unconventional crew selections, myself included. He seems oddly experimental for a Vulcan. In any case, my first assignment should be simple enough. Pre-flight inspections have their share of chaos, but I don't foresee any additional strikes on my record coming as a result of this one. This is an outrage! I have an experiment to conduct and all you're contributing is a big fat brick wall that I promise I'll blow down with whatever. <laughs> Did I say something funny, boy? Did something get through the backwater perceptions of flickering skylights and the primitive deification that left your slave race rising up through little more than lowly terrorist tactics? Dr. Krasinski, that's out of line. No, Commander. 
What's out of line is that your interference in my experiment is deplorable, and I will personally see to it that you are demoted so far down the chain that everyone who has ever served with you will have retroactively received a failing mark on their entrance exams. Don't presume to lecture me, That you- is enough, Krasinski. I don't know how you ran your labs back at the university, but this is not the way we do things here in Starfleet. We earn respect here, and Mr. Kellis has earned his place in a department that, frankly, would benefit from a lack of you. Now see here! No, you see here. Look around you. This starship has a crew of 78, every single one of whom is here to serve the Federation, not to section off an entire cargo bay just so you can have a private office to conduct your personal experiments. Rectimian field theory is an intricate study If you interrupt me one more time, you and your theory will be back on Deep Space Nine watching the Galilea take off with a much lighter load. This isn't over. You're right. It's over when you apologize to Mr. Kellis. It'll be a cold day in hell before- You have 30 seconds. Now wait, just a- 27. Fine. Mr. Kellis, I most sincerely and humbly apologize. Now that is the end of this, Krasinski. Return to your assigned station and make do with the space you've been allotted, just like all the rest of us are more than happy to do. It's Doctor, Commander. Doctor Krasinski? I'll respect your title when you learn to respect the basic dignity of your shipmates. Have a nice day. Mr. Kellis, walk with me. I'm beginning to suspect Dr. Krasinski has a thing against Bajorans. That's putting it mildly. How are things in biometrics? Settling in all right? They have me doing grunt work, Commander. Well, you are the intern. Grunt work is what you're supposed to be doing. I guess, but I signed up for the chance to study new alien worlds, new life and culture and geology. I didn't think I'd be ordered around by a bigot with a tricorder. I always dreamed of traveling beyond Bajor and making new discoveries, and I... Well, I freaked out when I was selected for the biological survey of a new planet. Perfectly understandable. But so far, all they let me do is clean out the xenoscopic genetic sequencer and fetch coffee for the real scientists. And now Dr. Zinsky wants me to get rid of my silly earring. That's not an order she's entitled to give, and if she makes it an issue, let me know. But can I give you some advice? Please. My first assignment was aid to the first officer of the Durandal, and it mostly involved serving tea at staff meetings, adjusting ambiance for political functions, trivial things like that. Internships are supposed to acclimate you to the environment, not the practice itself. It seemed just as meaningless to me then as it does to you now, but I learned more about command and operations as an intern than I ever did at the Academy. Uh, I'll keep that in mind, Commander. Thank you. You should get back to biometrics, Mr. Kellis. We'll be assigning duties soon, and you never know what opportunities might come your way. Now wish me luck. I'm headed to engineering. You have all the luck I can offer. The crew is already telling stories. Yeah, well, they didn't go through the academy with the person they're talking about. Sir, I don't think the Galilea is equipped for this sort of thing. It'll work. Well, how do we support it externally to prevent it from burning up or getting torn off in atmospheric entry? That's a very good question, and I'd love to answer, but... Easton, what say you? Wouldn't the shields prevent that? The shields? CL, what about the shields? Shields are at a provisional level during blue alert, not enough to prevent wind resistance. She's got us there, Easton, but I know you've got my back. Um, 
Actually, sir, I still don't see why we need it. We already have battlecruiser-rated weaponry. You disappoint me, Easton. Anyone else want to take a stab at it? Breaker? Jorgensen? <sighs> the Galilea is a wonderful ship. A magnificent beauty. I want to build a model of her just so I can watch her bob up and down in my bathtub as I pelt her with action figures. But she's not the Excalibur, and she's sure as hell not the Enterprise. Galilea is a Nova class, which means she's slower, smaller, and just a tiny tad bit bunches more vulnerable to attack. Girls cut teeth, yes, but Galilea's first weapon of choice is luck, and it won't take her long to burn through all we can give her. If Galilea gets in trouble, we run and hide and play tricks to fool the enemy. Even if one accepts the possibility that we aren't instantly blown out of the water at the first sortie, there's no guarantee that we'll be able to launch an effective counteroffensive. No! We need a first strike capability and a guarantee that it lands. Thus, Project Valkyrie! That's funny. I don't remember the captain or myself signing off on a project by that name. Angie, I was wondering when you'd flutter down to my delicatessen of wonders. What are you lot sitting around for? Back to work, my eager young elflings. Don't call me Angie, Varel. That's right, I heard the news. Commander Angie. Try again. Oh, come on. Really? You're really doing this. To me? Welcome to Engineering First Officer Commander Most Exalted Ingolstadt. Chief Petty Officer Varel Wallace reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> Knock it off, Wallace. What are you doing here? I thought you were posted to the Abrams. I was, yeah. Then she ran into a Jim Hadar assault. All hands were lost. Varil, I'm so sorry. And dumb old me had to be on leave at the time to see the family. I don't like to talk about it. I transferred to a quieter ship for a while. And now I found myself once again gracing your majestic presence. Still not letting you call me Angie. So stubborn. I love it. I'm doing a final inspection before takeoff. Do I even want to know what you're up to? Oh, nothing big. Running diagnostics, finishing a couple of installs, doing a little custom wiring with these magical fingers of mine. What's Project Valkyrie? It's no. I'm not going to spoil this. I'm going to watch the wonderment fill your face as you soak in the schematics. That's not a look of wonderment, Commander. Where's the wonderment? You always did have a flair for the dramatic. What are you adding? Tell me, tell me, tell me. That's it. You're brilliant. That's exactly what I needed to finalize the BDH sequence. Have I ever told you I love the way your mind works? I wish I could return the compliment. Ah, wounds. I want the plans finalized and the implementation prepped before we enter warp. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> As you were, Chief. Oh, I like the way you say Chief. Makes me feel all tingly. And Varial, it's good to see you again. You too, Brunhild. Now get back to work, Chief. I'll check in when we're underway. Computer, go over these schematics and list the problems you have with my math. But be gentle, I'm told I can be a bit sensitive. Calculating now. Computer, have I ever told you how desperate I am to make love to you? Unable to comply. Ah, playing hard to get, my sweet mistress of the cosmos. Computer, play Working Mix 1. Somebody, dance with me while I go over these numbers.
Deep Space Nine reports they are ready to disengage, sir. Disengage docking clamps and take us out, Mr. Gellock. Thrusters only until we clear the station. Aye, sir. Commander, I didn't expect your first assignment to be so... eventful. I hope you mean that in a good way, sir. Indeed. The specifications you forwarded me of Wallace's proposal are unconventional, but highly promising. Wallace is a genius, when you can keep him on track. A little leeway goes a long way towards earning the respect of your crew. But I am hesitant to let him sir, run no. completely rampant. I'm sorry, sir, I may have a word with his staff and suggest some no, subtle prods they can use to keep him focused. Now, no, about I Krasinski. I Did I overstep, Captain? On the contrary. No, I knew she sir, would be a difficult presence to bear, but few understand the interaction of biology and energy yes, fields the way she does. I am, however, having doubts about no, her placement as head of the biometrics lab, especially since Ensign Landis no, has been sir, continuously distracted by her calls for your resignation. Yes, sir, I know who you are. Yes, I've read your file. No, sir, I can't say I knew of you before reading the file. That wasn't meant as an insult, sir. No, it's simply not my field of study. Ensign Landis, I will take that now. Dr. Krasinski, I... It's about time, Captain. What kind of ship are you running? Dr. Krasinski, I should inform you that we are about to enter warp, and I currently do not have time to deal with disputes like the one in question. I am certain we will discuss it later. But for the moment, I fully support the actions of Commander Engelstadt, and I am ordering you to leave it at that. But... Thank you, Captain. You are welcome. Now, if you have no objections, Commander, I feel the time is right to stop keeping secrets from our crew. Aye, sir. This is Captain Sirak. As many of you know, several aspects of our mission parameters were withheld from initial briefings. This was a security precaution until we were en route. What you do know so far is that a planet in Sector 172 which was previously believed to be uninhabited, has now shown signs of early warp technology. The planet is surrounded by an energy field which disrupts scans or probes, but surface landings are possible, and we are to oversee a first contact scenario with whatever society occupies the surface. What you have not been told is that we will not be the ones engaging in first contact. The Romulans will. From the reactions of the crew members in my presence, I can see this comes as a shock, and understandably so. Our enmity with the Romulan Empire has been a long one, but recent events following their alliance during the Dominion War has granted them diplomatic rights beyond the neutral zone. The discovery of warp signatures on this world were made by a Romulan ambassadorial ship currently establishing trade negotiations with several systems within Federation space. As they were the ones to make the discovery, it has been decided that they will engage in first contact. And our assignment is to observe and offer whatever assistance might be necessary. I understand that this will test preconceptions deep within many of us, myself included. But I ask that we all step back and see this as a potential for bonds, which may carry all of our races into the future. That is not to say I wish you to lower your guard completely, but do be tactful in a way that best represents both the resiliency and tolerance of Starfleet and the Federation. Be the best that our organization has to offer, not only as an example to the Romulan Empire, but to the new race which is still young in its experience among the stars. Now, everyone.
your stations and prepare for war. Zarak out. Now, Mr. Genog, as my former commander used to say, it's time to get this show on the road. Aye, Captain. Course laid in. Warp 6. Engage. Featuring the vocal talents of Paulina Logan as Brunhilde Engelstadt, Alexander Adrock as Captain Sirach, Jason DeMott as Kellis Torre, Angel Tusa as Ensign Mireille Landis, David Salin as Lieutenant Genock, Adam Griffith as CPO Burial Wallace, Weston Abney as Crewman Northeastern, Tessa Jers as Crewman Tabitha Ciel, Lore O'Shea as the ship's computer, Dana Abel as Dr. Krasinski, Noel Thingball as Commander Valkon, and Julia King, George Hatch, and Aaron Klitsky as the Romulan Bridge Officers. Episode 2 script by Noel Thingball. Story and direction by Kevin O'Shea. Assistant directors Noel Thingball, Adam Griffith, and Alina Lee. Star Trek created by Gene Roddenberry. Copyright 2012. Paramount. For this and other projects, visit madeafail.net. This has been a Made of Fail production.